0: You are listening to Episode 10, The Coronavirus Quarantine Lockdown.
1: I'm Diana Elliott, and I'm a freelance writer from Melbourne, Australia.
0: And I'm Donald Betts. I'm a former U.S. state senator from Kansas.
1: We talk about hot topics relevant to Americans and Australians. What makes us different and what makes us similar?
0: It's not the place, but a state of mind. Greenland. Hi, Donald. <laughs> What's going on, Diana?
1: Oh, gosh. Isn't this bizarre? We're, we're actually, for our listeners, we're coming at you from a very different environment to the one that we usually record in. That's sort of our self-isolation bunker, Greenland bunker. Donald, you're on the other end of the computer.
0: On the other end of the city.
1: Yeah, the other end of the city Melbourne, Melbourne. <laughs> we're like a lot of people around the world now, but bunkered in, in our sort of self-isolation So we're, forgive us if the sound isn't as good as what it would usually be, but we're determined to get better at this. So we want to continue to bring our listeners an episode. We have had a brief hiatus while we've all adjusted to what's been happening. So we thought it would
0: be good. None of the offices. Yeah. You know, monkering in. Are you all monkered in, Diana?
1: I am. I mean, life for me isn't radically different because I generally work from home anyway in my business. but. I have I have found it interesting that so many people it is a foreign concept to them. So a lot of my clients are calling me these video calls when usually a, a telephone call would suffice. Mm. There's a slight novelty to it. But it's actually been quite lovely in a way because I feel less isolated in some ways from a work point of view than what I what I usually do. But it's certainly extremely distressing seeing all the people losing their jobs. Walking down the streets and seeing shops closed and under stress trying to get your head around the magnitude and the domino effect of what's at play here. It's it's just mind boggling. Mm. I mean, two weeks ago, it was less than two weeks ago. I was in Sydney for my uncle's ninetieth birthday and it was probably
0: birthday aunt. Is that Uncle Ron? Was that Ron? Uncle Ron. Very good.
1: So our girl was ni- turned 90 and we thought we'll descend upon Sydney uh, where he lives and celebrate it with him. And I was talking to him today and I said, thank goodness that we did it then because there's no way in hell. And that would have been a day later things radically changed from that point of view that it was just not even doable to, to think about doing discretionary travel. And now, of course, it's banned. But, I mean, it just seems so wild that our lives have changed that much in the space of such a short time. So yeah, it's it's really eerie, isn't it? How are you finding it?
0: Yeah, we we pulled the kids out of school last week before the government announced to you know close the schools in Victoria. And um, well, I think in the meantime,
1: it I think the premier is calling it a, an early school holiday. Breakup, um, supposed to shut is that it. What they I, call it. I think he's still deciding if he's going to actually keep them closed after the holidays. But you'd have to assume that he will. But.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and that's and that's the problem. It's almost for me. It's almost mixed messages. Yes. If it's a shutdown, it's a shutdown. Yeah. But then I thought maybe the prime minister was thinking the children are safe. The the environment there at the at the school is contained. Mm-hmm. They don't allow many people in and out so it's it's a safe place so children won't be exposed to the shops and mm. the supermarkets and all of those things so uh, I believe there was some some reason behind it and of course you know we have a a pretty sharp government they've they've tackled this thing really quickly uh, I'm, I'm proud to be and happy to be here in Australia but I also Diane I was thinking the other day maybe this is the Earth's way of saying, you know what, I need some rest. You know, mm-hmm. if you notice that, you know, the skies are clear, the, the rivers are, are clearing up and new vegetation and fr- fish are coming up. Maybe there's something to this bigger than what we think it is. Mm-hmm. And maybe the Earth is just a nature. Mother Nature is just fed up. What happens when the ice caps melt? And does, will that release a certain gas or some type of, Hidden virus that was that was frozen many many years before. What's to come in the next ten years? Mm, Is this going to get any better, or Mm. do we expect more shut-ins?
1: It's just it is weird. Like I honestly think, with all these planes everywhere in the world grounded, and like you said, travel in all its forms, cars and everything, uh, drastically reduced. So suddenly. You'd have to think that the the planet is going to benefit from that because, Mm -hmm. you know, you see all the dolphins swimming through the canals of um, Venice and Mm -hmm. these beautiful images of air quality in areas of Asia that just have never known them to be that way. And, yeah, it's an interesting point. I mean, there's also the conspiracy theories abounding around that this was a a bioterrorist. I'll get onto that. I mean,
0: Um, you know, they they mentioned that (laughs) that you can transmit it in from aerosols so if it's aerosol based then it could Ah. be used as a weapon you know i mean Mm. we have to explore all of our opportunities i don't think it's something that you shouldn't have said i mean because really Mm. that's what people are talking about at home
1: yeah you
0: know what the first i'm walking through to go get the last bits and pieces and that's all people are talking about coronavirus Yeah. what are you doing isn't it you know it's like have you has are you working from home yet or have you lost your job it's at the top of our heads and then the, that will invite the different theories okay it mm-hmm. started from an animal animal to animal to animal to human okay mm-hmm. if it can just if it can be transmitted in aerosols and then there's a a research lab somewhere what are they doing what i mean is it, is it something are we to shut down because some maniac may be walking through these large crowds on the beach with aerosol spray and spraying coronavirus on people? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, we can't be too careful. I've, I've listened to a lot of uh, folks on YouTube and they they said, I, I wasn't anywhere. I wasn't hanging around with anyone. How did I get it? So... Mm. It's a mystery. You know?
1: Yeah, it is a mystery. And the fact that it's a that it's curious, I think doctors are still finding it curious that children seem to be, well, there was a death, uh, well, an infection of a child, um, I believe, announced today. But it does seem quite strange that children, touch wood, seem to be relatively immune.
0: Mm.
1: And that's very inconsistent with other respiratory types of things, like the flu, for example. They are very much in the vulnerable group. So, that's one tiny silver lining with this, I think. That God, could you imagine if children were, oh, Oh. be terrible. But I mean, it's bad enough as it is. But Mm. so, maybe we should talk about America. So, in Australia, we have a national cabinet that's been convened and that's represented all of the different states and territories. And the idea is that that national cabinet makes decisions on behalf of the nation in relation to preventative measures and what we're doing to in the curve and all these terms that we're now completely, you know, doing bingo boards for because we see, hear them so often. But there is some liberty, well, there is still liberty for the states to move to do things if depending on their own situations. So where we live in Victoria, it seems that and New South Wales, which are the two most impacted states that there may well be more aggressive measures to lockdown than what's currently the case. Pretty much now everything is locked down unless you're an essential service, a hairdresser, bizarrely, or supermarkets and chemists and things.
0: So the hairdressers uh, are still allowed to stay open?
1: Yeah, I just don't get that. <laughs> and there was a bit of a doozy of an, a decision by the Prime Minister announced on Tuesday that the that hairdressers, so beauticians and all other sort of beauty services would be re- would have to close but that hairdressers could remain open but you could only have appointments of 30 minutes up to 30 minutes per customer which is completely if you're a woman you know how ridiculous that is and then today or yesterday they came out and said oh no actually we'll we'll take that time limit off they can stay so even the um hairdressers themselves are pushing for it to close many of them because even though that means that they effectively shut down and might have to let go of their workers, if the government mandates that they have to shut down, it changes all of their obligations as an employer. They can just shed staff without kind of being sued for wrongful dismissal or whatever. So it's a really, it's a bit of a tricky one, I think, for a lot of businesses. Whereas in America, where is it at with things? It's just pretty hairy, isn't it?
0: Well, what what did it for me is when the NBA shut down, and then another blow with the Olympics, and it's like, whoa, the the mm. sports industry is getting ready to take a nosedive, and yeah, I mean, as an example here in Australia, where footy has shut down, rugby, uh, everything has shut down. No more sports. Uh, we mm. we're a bit upset because um, we were looking forward to my son's basketball season this year, and Sports are out. But in terms of the United States on the political scene, there's another beast. There's a $2 trillion beast that was released by Congress. The first bill in the Senate uh, failed because uh, the legislation was blocked and more concessions were asked for. But the Democrats were a bit opposed to it because there weren't enough guidelines and oversight in place for uh, to make sure as that to make sure that companies use the money appropriately. The same thing happened during the Troubled Asset Relief Program during 2008 during the the global financial crisis. Those funds were not there was not enough oversight for those funds, and they were just released and people took advantage of that money. So mm-hmm. that was the delay in trying to get the, the 2 trillion passed and still there's no certainty of oversight. So we don't know how the money's gonna be distributed. We just know that mm-hmm. American people are hurting. Uh, particularly, if you listen to our last episode, you we had uh, Paul Sinos and Cindy Boers on and we were just beginning to talk about the healthcare system and what, what mm-hmm. this coronavirus due to the united states and its citizens considering that the united states doesn't have a healthy healthcare system and mm. now the world is starting to see whoa, they didn't even have yeah. the tests together you know things were you know not organized and we gave them plenty of notice their 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 leader had plenty of notice way back in january he had notice but he just discounted it as a hoax, you know. And he just seems to think that it, now
1: that, like, he, he got a he got a big kick last week in terms of his credibility. Everyone, I think, it was, it was the first time he ever appeared presidential in most people's or in many people's minds when he did appear to take the virus very seriously and pretty much issued a call to the nation to take it seriously too. But then, I think, when he saw the impact of that and the tanking. Dow Jones Index and everything else, he he kind of backpedaled and now he said that the Easter Bunny is going to clear it all up. It's going to all be gone by Easter Sunday, which is just bizarre. Like when you talk to the people or you hear from the people that are actually the experts in this area from the health point of view, they said, no, that's actually when it's going to be peak season for this, you know, like the tsunami is coming and he thinks that it will be enough resolved enough by then to pretty much release people from these lockdowns in the states and it's yeah it's
0: kind of frightening isn't it yeah i just talked to one of my frat brothers and he said this man must be out of his mind if he thinks we're just going to go running back into the streets uh for slaughter Mm. you know that's Mm. what it's what it's like it's almost like the prime minister of australia uh scott morrison saying okay australians everything's cleared up go out Mm. and then a a week later you have fifty thousand cases I mean, yeah. is that something we really want to we want to do at the sake of the economy? Can't the economy wait? I mean, I'm mm. sure the U.S. has resources to get its people through. And Americans are resilient. We'll get through this like Australians if we just do it like the Australians. You know, mm. uh, here, everyone's working together. Even the kids are like, okay, let's help. You know, it's... Mm. It's a it's a beautiful scene here. And I'm sure that's happening all over the place. The doctors and the nurses are, are phenomenal mm. at the front of the war. And yeah, two words is what if. What if I get it, what if I don't?
1: Yeah, and I think us being sort of relatively <laughs> not in what they said before was the sort of the most vulnerable category that we may well get it, well, we're probably all going to get it. I think there's an acceptance of that over time but that the severity of it will be pretty low, that 80% of people get it and then they're just totally fine or they recover without a hospitalisation necessary. But increasingly now we've seen in in New York and um, parts of America and other places around the world that young younger people are being impacted by it and they're dying, you know. And I think I think the messaging around it has given way to this fairly blasé approach to it and last week you know there was a footage of people like just the hundreds if not thousands of people at the famous bondi beach in sydney and people would just you know sit on the beach and sunbaking doing what they do at bondi and yeah pretty much the prime minister and the state premier in new south wales came down like a ton of bricks and said this has got to stop like you guys are what are you doing you know hmm. but i think to be honest that there hadn't been Level of urgency from the government. We kept hearing about it from overseas and places like Italy, saying get prepared. You know, you're few, you know three weeks behind where we were. We were we were once like you, and now we're just in this absolute state of distress, and our hospitals are being completely overrun. But it is such an unprecedented event that everyone keeps saying, so it's very hard for people to get their heads around it. They just cannot quite process the depth of despair that we're going to find ourselves in if we do continue to live the life that we you know enjoy and if you hear that well you know you're going to get it and you're going to shake it off you need to understand that that's not everyone and even if yeah I don't know it's it's kind of mind-boggling but then you look at the lines of the people going down to the employment you know the unemployment office and people that probably never in their lives expected that they'd ever be in that line, you know, professional people and all colours and creeds and um, ages. And it's it's heartbreaking. It's really mm. heartbreaking, I find. But at least in Australia you do have that safety net. It's not going to be what you're earning. Probably. Well, it's not. But at least it's kind of there's support there for you, you know, and the government's doing a lot to put money into businesses and things. And
0: Yeah, I know. During spring break, there were a couple of kids in Miami, Florida that now regret saying, if I get corona, I get corona. Uh, because mm-hmm. now uh, the United States is at about 55,000 cases, uh, including more than 780 uh, deaths. It's on track to become the new center of the pandemic. It's unbelievable what's happened what's happening in miami and the young people hopefully they get it because not get just, the virus but they get, no, the well, I know, don't, get the, don't get the coronavirus <laughs> <Just to verify. laughs> they get authorities and even in kansas uh tuesday they're shutting down you know mm-hmm. cities are just starting to shut it down because if they can't totally depend on federal government and for the money and the resources to kick in, you really do need to shut down and wait until those resources kick in. Otherwise, it'll uh, it'll suffocate the system. There are not enough trauma beds and in, in hospitals. Uh, if if there's a mass breakout, both here in Australia and in the U.S., I mean, if if people are so careless and blase about just getting out there and living their best life. They won't have a life. So, you know, they just really need to, we really need to say, okay, we'll take the lead from the government. If the government says Mm -hmm. shut down, shut down, shut down. We're not privy to the information that they have. There Mm -hmm. may be something in the government's information that, if it were to be released would create havoc in the streets you mm. think the grocery stores think, are bad now i mean imagine yeah so yeah. sometimes you have to protect the public from itself and the way you do that is almost sp- spoon-feed us and say check in lock in don't go out mm. to the a b and c
1: yeah that's right something our victorian premier i have to say has done pretty well like the, I believe. the communication has been so so clear and, um, But you know, nice.
0: Australia did very well during the global financial crisis. Mm. Both liberals and the uh, Labor came together, and mm. secured Australia.
1: Yes, that's right. They, they they pretty much. I think that's become a model now. They sort of stimulate, put money in the pockets of the people most likely to spend it. Mm. Interesting thing is now that, even though that's part of their package of things, now they've given people that are already on income support a bonus but there's nowhere to spend that money um at least not now so i'm hope i think they're sort of banking on the fact that once the doors swing open again on the retail sector that that money will be used to drive that but i don't know it's hard to think how that's going to happen because you look at these shops and think are they ever going to open their doors again i mean if you shut down and lay off all your staff and then you've got your loans to still pay, and again, there's relief from the government about business loans and all sorts of things. So they are trying to attack it from many different layers and levels and just the mind boggles at sort of the complexity of what they're doing. And I think they are doing a pretty good job. But I find it interesting, I was listening to a podcast this morning about what's happening in New York and the New York mayor, he's pretty much just begging the president, you know, direct industry, which is I think something he can do under some war Wars type More of legislation hours. to to just start making ventilators and uh, masks and things that he needs in his hospitals in New York. He said he's got the power to do it. Send us the send us the you know whatever it is the the number of ventilators that we need. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just I think he's just exasperated, and it's it's awful to watch. It's just terrible mm. to see that they're not getting that support. And you'd think Donald Trump, given that New York is sort of his hometown, that He'd be a little bit more sensitive to that, but I think there's just this view, and it's not a, it's not a unfair view in my in my perspective. But is I think as Trump said, is the cure what we're doing is pretty much breaking, has a risk of breaking down an entire society, and you know, causing everybody to go into a deep depression economically and everything else. Um, to save lives of people that, in his words, were going to die anyway. <laughs> it's just horrific. I mean, the things have come out of his mouth. But I do think there is a segment of society that do, does think that, you know, if you've worked your whole life for a business and you're being ordered to shut it down and you don't quite see that the impact of that yet because it's not here yet. It's this unseen enemy <laughs> advancing. It's very hard to wrap your mind around the, the rationale for that, I think, for a lot of people. So, yeah, we probably don't have any answers today, do we? We're just sort of sort of to chat about a it.
0: A couple of news articles came out and said um, uh, Trump's push to uh, shorten the coronavirus uh, shutdown um, proves that the captain is flying blind. I mean, if he's if he's if he's thinking that. You know, even his base, the U.S. uh, Christian leaders criticize him for the Easter coronavirus, you know, uh, release. He's got to be careful because now his base is starting to look at him and say, you know what? Uh, Does the elevator go all the way to the top? What's happening? Because this doesn't make any sense. When people are falling dead all over the place and you're going to say, okay, Easter, I'm going to send you out and let the kids go Easter egg hunt. I mean, mm. that doesn't make sense. That does not mm. make any sense.
1: But then he's, his approval ratings—he's the most popular he's ever been. Like, how do you reconcile that, Donald? I don't, I don't get it. Like, what's going on? Is there's all this voting and data approval? Money
0: talks, Diana. Money stuff. talks. It's about the Benjamins. Yeah. He's released two trillion. People can stay at home yeah. now and get paid, but it's short sighted because yeah. if we go three months, then another six months. Is that another $2 mm. Trillion? Mm. What about another six months after that? We're into the new president or Trump again. What if it's 18-month shutdown, everyone locked down, technology and government assistance? What if mm. it comes to that? Who?
1: It's like Bernie Sanders' world, isn't it? Yeah. He's got this socialist thing where everyone's relying upon, not that that is Bernie Sanders' model. It but, is
0: Bernie Sanders. It, it, this is the Bernie Sanders world we're, we'll be living in. Yeah,
1: where, where the government is taking a very, very active role, and people are dependent upon the government for their support, and it's just—it is so weird that mm. that Trump is having to confront this situation mm. where he's introducing what what you would regard as definitely left policies because he has to.
0: Yeah, there's no choice. Even even the Prime mm. Minister here, I mean, no choice. Mm.
1: Because no, if you don't, right.
0: you can't just put a bandaid on it, on a on a bullet wound. Well, no, you
1: know. And our you know our government was so proud of the fact that they were almost back in surplus. And can you imagine, like him having to open the purse <laughs> after the, you've just squashed it down with all the money you need, and you're back in the black, and then all of a sudden you just you're going to go more into the red than it's probably been in the history of mankind to save to dig us out of this hole that just keeps deepening and there's no end in sight. And unlike the GFC where you could kind of, well, it was sudden, wasn't it? It was probably felt, yeah, a lot more in America. It was interesting even hearing our guests last week, Paul and Cindy, talking about the impact of the GFC on their career choices and their studying options and things. And and I was thinking, gee, I I don't think I ever hear anyone in Australia talk about the GFC because Mm -hmm. apart from the fact that their shares took a nosedive it didn't impact people from a – I mean, I'm making a huge generalisation, but it wasn't it wasn't anything like it was experienced in America for no. those reasons that you said. The government no. acted quickly, intervened, took, took charge and tried to kind of stem the hemorrhage. And you know what? Um,
0: As a result, Australians will come together stronger. You know, mm-hmm. let, let's get through this together and yeah. Australians will come through more innovative, more brilliant ideas, well-rested. Mm. new ideas about (laughs) doing different things you know yeah go global
1: i hope so i mean people it is nice i mean you said that you've bought a veggie garden and you're planting it with your kids and everything which is really (laughs) lovely and that is replicating around the place chickens you can't buy live chicken to save yourself because everyone is just trying to (laughs) do some sort of like subsistence living and having (laughs) chickens in their backyards and growing eggs and things The vegans are happy. The vegans are over the (laughs) moon. And there's people around. I mean, I wouldn't say Australians have shown their best selves throughout this. I wouldn't. There's there's been a lot of the panic buying and people hoarding and uh, abusing people at grocery stores, which is just horrific and you hate to see that behaviour. But I'm hoping now that once people have now sort of gotten over the initial shock of it and they have confidence in the government that that things are going to be okay and you don't need to. Buy thirty thousand reams of toilet paper because the stores will continue to be open even if it does go into total shutdown. But yeah, I think have I you can been feel able to have that, you no, seen any
0: toilet paper since you've gone out? I mean, because well, I would I'm I, I wouldn't say out. I was a
1: hoarder, but I, I definitely saw the writing on the wall about I don't know three or four weeks ago. I went shopping and I could I actually saw people um starting to put stuff in their trolleys and, and I thought yeah I might just get a couple of extra of mm-hmm. my double length rolls um but yeah so i haven't been okay but i'm i've heard that things are coming back now and that i mean when do people people gotta run out of money i mean how many toilet rolls can you buy before you actually run out of money and now of course the shops have put the limits on them and everything Mm -hmm. but um
0: well can you tell Probably me the general. can you tell me the people that hoarded all of the toilet paper? Because I think we have a we have a you know, about another week or two left. And every time I go to the grocery store, I can't find any toilet paper. I mean there are other I'll ways. You a couple you know, rolls we can we can there are a lots of different creative I don't want to ways, know any other ways. You know, we're stuck at home. Just hop in the shower. But I mean, come on.
1: Yeah. I know, sort it out. It's not the worst thing, is it, that we'd run out of toilet paper, but oh my God, it's Hilarious, but I think that's just people's anxiety manifesting in these different ways. I read somewhere that somebody said in, in years to come, people will be doing their psychology theses on what this panic buying behavior is motivated by. Mm. And I don't think it is greed. You know, I don't think it's that at all. I think it's just sheer panic and this loss of control and.
0: Yeah, um, uncertainty. No one knows yeah, what, what tomorrow's right. going to bring. But that's how we yeah. should live. I mean, that's life. We don't know what tomorrow's Mm -hmm. going to bring. But at least, you know, before Corona, we had some type of certainty, okay, from January to May, first quarter slow, when May picks up throughout the second and third quarter, business will pick up. All of those projections that, uh, Mm -hmm. that companies have set out for 2020 are in the bin.
1: Yes, you're right.
0: And if you don't have your IT stuff together as a company, you're a dinosaur. You're done anyway.
1: Mm, That's right. It's so accessible now, isn't it? I mean, even kids. I mean, I know I've got um, friends that are trying to, you know, they've got their kids at home because it is the bringing forward of the Easter holidays and who knows if that will be forever extended for a while. But, you know, everyone's having to grapple with how they teach their kids or homeschool them. And Hmm. schools haven't really been really prepared or they have been prepared to varying degrees and it's interesting i'm finding there's a lot more engagement and, and and community mindedness coming out now and i do think that you're right i think this will bring out a more humane mm-hmm. i mean i think at the very least there'll be people that find themselves in that unemployment queue that will now understand and have a deeper empathy for others yeah. you know and that's always a good thing you don't re- literally want to have to walk in other people's shoes, but if you can, if you do have had that experience, then at least you know you're more able than equipped to to participate in ways to, to find ways. You know you don't just demonize a whole group of people just because they're, you know, they're no hopers or whatever it is that you categorize them as. It's because they've just fallen on hard times, and it can happen to anyone. Anyone. You
0: know? Most definitely, and
1: through circumstances completely outside of your control.
0: I mean, you just, people are walking and running and and spending quality family time Mm. together. I talked to my boss the other day, he said 35 years he's worked at the office every single day. Mm. And he realized he was doing something, you know, working and also doing something outside and his neighbor walked by and he mentioned that I'm working, I'm at home, I'm, I'm working from home today and the neighbor was walking past and said, I'm, walking, I'm working from home as well. You know, that whole idea that, wow. Yeah. yeah. We almost have to um, slow down, you know.
1: Yes. I know. It's kind of cool. Like I was walking down along the canal here and, and, and you know, people were actually working on their little, because it's a beautiful autumn day today here in Melbourne, and people were working on their little balconies and saying hello to people when they're walking by, and it was sort of really – quite lovely in a way you know despite the horrendousness of what's going like the tsunami I don't think we're seeing the water getting sucked out yet in Australia like we're we're hearing about that it's coming but we're still in this blissful sort of state where it's the water's calm it's looks normal and it's very hard as part of the fact that you probably lost your job or you know somebody definitely who has there's still this sort of sense of suspense mm. suspended belief or, you know like, um really and, what yeah. okay
0: i guess until people start dropping dead in the street literally just dropping mm. dead yeah, there will like still be some in out there that that don't take it serious until they yeah, see we don't they believe need to see until the we proof. see it now you know
1: and it's terrible that we have to be that way ben and of course one thing that has surprised me slightly is that it hasn't been as much footage coming out of those other countries that are well advanced down this road like Italy and Spain. I and mean, there was something that came out this week from Sky News about the Italian experience. But I would have thought there'd be a lot more scenes of kind of coronavirus carnage in inside hospitals to help I, jolt people.
0: Well, either jolt or inflict fear. And I think they, mm. they I think they kind of screen a lot of that stuff because you know, we okay pre pre coronavirus governments were creating programs for mental health and all of these other issues that our society deals with. Mm-hmm. If you throw that type of influx of visuals to mm-hmm. some of the folks that we've already been treating with mental health issues, imagine what could what can jump off. I mean, yeah,
1: that's true. People the may just people. start going
0: insane and committing suicide, oh. God forbid. But you know, we, we we're just dealing with so many different segments of society, from the homeless to the to the very very wealthy. Uh, yeah. Tom Hanks and his wife mm-hmm. contracted coronavirus. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes,
1: in Australia. Well, they came to Australia. I reckon they caught it in America because yeah. no one around them got it here. Yeah. But if anyone – I mean, just back on that whole issue of I, – I think you're right that there is that fine line between just scaring the bejesus out of people and 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 he- helping them prepare by preparing them with facts which are – this is causing quite severe – nothing like you've never seen before in intensive care mm-hmm. domains. And in the 80s in Australia – I don't know if you've heard of it, but we had a um, – obviously the AIDS epidemic mm-hmm. was well, – pandemic or whatever it was – was – just started, just appeared, and it was the most frightening thing ever. And the Australian government ran this ad campaign about it called, it was the Grim Reaper. So if you look up Grim mm-hmm. Reaper ad campaign, you'll find it.
0: Yeah, I've seen the old ads.
1: And to, yeah, and to this day, it remains one of the most searing images of, well, my youth, because... The government was trying to get people to change their behaviour to have, obviously have safe sex. And they couldn't get through because, again, it was this sort of virus thing that was happening to, you know, gay men in America or something. Mm-hmm. And it didn't feel as though it could ever impact people here and, in, inverted commas, a heterosexual kind of ordinary people that didn't see themselves. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and they did this campaign and it, it, it absolutely changed behaviour almost overnight, you know, and it's still regarded as one of the most compelling campaigns and i don't know i just i'm not saying that they need to do that here but i do think think it will work do
0: you think something like that would work
1: oh yeah i think people now we're so used to seeing stuff on video and it's almost if it hasn't been caught on cctv we don't believe that it happened Mm. and it's unfortunate that we're at that point now but you know if you ever like all those killings of the americans black americans by police now if not for the evidence of that, would we yeah. have the same just terrible, like, oh, my God, Father, that's just horrific reaction? Yeah. It would just be like, oh, a policeman said this, that he had to, you know, he was coming at him with a knife and you think, oh, okay, well who am I to, who am I to question the authority of a law enforcer, right. you know? Yeah. But then you see that and you see that man being pinned to the ground. that That is horrific in my mind, mm. you know, and being suffocated. But anyway, we won't go down there. Oh, God, we're not really been uplifting today are we but no i think i, I think this I... whole
0: thing has been uh, <laughs> it's been a it's been a cloud the coronavirus yeah. has been a cloud even though we have beautiful sunshine today uh we mm-hmm. all went for a walk totally. which was really beautiful but the, the whole corona deal and and i and i'm at i'm trying to focus at my desk <laughs> and work from home and it's it's almost difficult it's to get accustomed mm-hmm. to especially yeah. when you have little ones Knocking on the door yeah. saying, "Daddy, Daddy, I'm working," <laughs> but they don't. Right. They don't buy that. No. You know, no. they have needs and they need to be fulfilled.
1: And Daddy's home, and it's kind of exciting that he's there. It's, yeah. yeah, it is hard. I think productivity, even for those who have been lucky enough to keep their jobs, is going to be pretty low these days mm. with all the kids at home as well. But but anyway, we thought we'd just give give a little bit of a check in to our Greenland audience and we'd love to hear what your fears and questions are especially if you're from a different country to australia or you've got some insights that you want to share we'd love to hear from you just get onto our facebook page or contact us on GreenlandThePodcast.com.
0: yeah you know and stay tuned next we'll be ready for you next week we just wanted to get into the swing good things after taking instructions from government now we're ready to go so
1: yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. And we'll talk about the primary process, which is kind of just being kicked down the, yeah. down the road, hasn't it? Find out where Joe Biden and Bernie are. Where it's are just they? Just the two of them now. Just, you know. Well, at least Is it those two left in the race? That's it.
0: And I'm, I'm on that, re- that just really quick since you brought it up. Yeah. Somebody just, I mean, for the for the benefit of the party, just you don't have enough numbers. Be I know I know you you're fighting it to the end, but just endorse hey, Biden Bernie. and get it over with.
1: Bernie, but, oh dear, I don't know. Yeah, okay. I, I just mean, feel like he has the numbers. Of, yeah, it's still baffling to me. I just, I've seen so many of his blooper reels now that are just, now he's just daily press conferences. There's not, there's something not quite right with him. I think he's too old for the job. And especially now, like you needed somebody that can get in there and do the heavy lifting. Like you need a big, broad-shouldered, you know, someone that's bursting with vitality. I just think that Joe Biden is, I mean, he's in the retirement home. He needs to be just putting his feet up and smoking cigars and in his dressing gown because that's the image that he projects to, to me anyway. But, And I still don't really – I'm still not clear on what he stands for from a policy perspective. Maybe Bernie's thinking that he's just going to get taken over by the virus, Joe Biden, and and, he, and he'll sort of limp along and he'll be the last man standing. I don't know. I
0: mean, you, everyone would literally have to take the Bernie Sanders platform anyway because that's what has mm. to happen right now you need health care you, you need oh, uh, yeah and even Andrew Yang said okay give everybody a thousand dollars that was one of his platform items mm. all of this is happening
1: yeah universal basic wage yeah
0: I mean it's it's all happening to tr- the U.S. the U.S. government in an unprecedented disbursement of two trillion dollars that's a lot of money to go out mm. and offers you know it's that's huge. That's what a healthcare system would have cost. Isn't that something about what Bernie was talking about? And it may come up to about 7000000000000 trillion. It'll be Bernie's platform altogether.
1: Mm.
0: So now that everything's been accomplished, Bernie, you don't have to go, you don't have to run for president. <laughs>
1: yes. You're good. All yeah, your policies have been come. implemented. <laughs> it's so ironic, isn't it? It's so bizarre. God, the world is very topsy turvy, just like our Greenland logo. It's hilarious. Um, all right. Well, thank you, Donald. Thanks for it was Thanks, good Diana. joining you. It's nice to be able to see you on there. Um, and uh, we'll see you all next week. so much for listening to us today on greenland if you'd like to become a greenlander visit greenlandthepodcast.com and follow the links to subscribe we'd also really appreciate it if you could leave us a review on your chosen podcast listening app um, that really helps us to kind of percolate to the top and to also get a nice little bit of feedback from you guys if you'd like to send us an email you'll find uh, links to contact us on our webpage as well so thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week